Sharon and I. Don't! No, I don't even want that image in my mind. God! Would you please stop it? I happen to care about her. What? Why? What could you possibly see in her? She exudes power. She has very subtle... No, 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 don't, 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 Yuck. Look, Sharon and I are very nervous about continuing our relationship now that we're working together. Mm. We don't want anybody to know, so you gotta swear to me you're not gonna tell anybody. Uh, don't worry, William, your secret is safe with me. Yuck. Ugh. <laughs> Welcome back to Oh Hell Yes, a girlfriend's podcast. Today we are covering an episode titled Too Much Sharon. And you know what's funny? I didn't realize that was a pun until it took me a minute. <laughs> I'm like, that's not how you spell Sharon. That's a O, right? It's a double meaning because people are, Joan is sharing too much information. Um, <laughs> Etsy, what's what's going on with you? How how are you doing? I'm good. That's good to hear. This is Nettie, by the way. And before we get into this uh, this episode, what do you what you think of it? Because honestly, I really can't stand William or Sharon. So I don't know why the writers thought we cared about these people <laughs> like that. Uh, I think considering these are two characters that I really don't like, I did enjoy the episode. I like how it involved Joan and how at least she gets a break from Sharon being a bitch for a little bit. I guess that's a good silver lining. Um, yeah, so you're going to have to lift me up then because, <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, Whew, it just, I mean, we barely got any Maya. Maya came in and said a few things that would dip out. Yeah, and then they got this weird side story with Tony and Lynn. Like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll get into that. But first, we didn't last week uh, get a chance to talk about the Janet documentary. And um, what are some notable things besides the fact that um, Jermaine Dupree cheated on her when she just wanted to give him the world? Um, Niggas. <laughs> what is something that you uh, saw that stood out about the uh, documentary? Well, you know, I can't go through all my notes, but I'll, I'll talk about the highlights. Okay. <laughs> Number one, old boy recording everything. Her ex-husband. Renee Elizondo. Yes. I did not know how involved he was. Yes. We never saw this guy. That nigga. He was in Poetic Justice for like one second. But other than that, we as the public never really saw this dude. You know Janet likes to keep her niggas in the background, child. She ain't mm. even with the shits with that. She wouldn't even claim, dude. She was like, that's my boyfriend. <laughs> not like that's my husband. Yeah, he my, he my boyfriend. That's, that's it. <laughs> that him him um getting all that footage of her see when i saw it like don't you guys love each other you want this footage of you guys on this trip to so-and-so i was like oh that's cute Mm -mm. he loves his wife no we talked off mic about how you thought he was on some um some sneaky shit because where is he in all that footage he's behind the camera he is behind the, camera, behind the camera, but did and, you... And what does the Janet Jackson and the Michael Jackson writing the scream and getting that on tape got to do was... with, the, with, the, um, with the family? That's money. I mean, it's, a, it's his brother-in-law and his wife writing a song together. N- not when the brother-in-law and the wife is Janet and Michael motherfucking Jackson. Absolutely <laughs> not. Some of that footage? So you think he planned, he had this shit on deck in case Janet acted up so Girl, he could get some money out of her. Some. That footage is priceless. I was like, oh my God. Like, do y'all understand what we're watching right now? History in the making. And not only that, they were kind of figuring it out. You could see they ain't have like what they were finally going to come up with. Yeah. They had extra lyrics that we haven't heard because uh-huh. they didn't make it to the final cut. Uh-huh. And that's what we saw. So who knows what else this nigga had? I'm just trying to figure out how the fuck she got that. Was that through the divorce settlement? Did she say, okay, nigga, you're going to give me that motherfucking footage that you've been taking to me for the last 10 years? How did she get that footage? Well, he did sue her for some amount once they divorced. Maybe she was like, how about this? We'll make a documentary. I'll cut you a check. Yeah. Mm. I'll cut you a check if you give me these, uh, these videos. <laughs> he knew. And he was... He was like, when she went to go visit her mom, he goes, oh, no, say hi to her again. We ain't like the way you said hi. 
how you gonna do that to her mom this older lady like he do it again bitch that's when i was like i guess these aren't family moments because like you can't manufacture that uh-uh. you can't manufacture. i mean some people be like okay let's take the picture again and smile but to say hi to your mom again in the early 90s when nobody really had cameras like that that's what i'm that was saying that's another thing like i feel like it seems weird looking at it from a 2020 lens, but y'all gotta look at it from the 90s. Like, niggas did not have smartphones and a camera in their hand. He had to walk around with this big-ass recording camera, VHS style, and have that shit recording. That was weird! Yeah, that's a lot of effort. That's how you know he yeah. did this because he wanted to have these tapes on deck. Yes. In case she left him. In case she ever decided to leave him. I think he did that because he wanted a check. Well, Yeah. Janet probably didn't have nothing like signed. I, I think it'd be know. smart for her to have signed a prenup. Oh, considering no. her family, she was pretty much born rich. Yeah, pretty much. I ain't gonna hold you. That is so crazy. And he wasn't even that cute. Damn, she kept him around for a while. Ten years. Janet could have had any kind of honeys. And in the nineties, early nineties, Janet. Bitch. Come on, now she was out here playing. Mm-mm. That's too much time to be fucking with one nigga. <laughs> Damn, Etsy don't believe in love. We already know Etsy don't believe That's in love. That's not true. I believe in love. But um, Janet, Janet could have got Tupac-looking niggas. Ha ha, hoo hoo, thought you get the money too. Greedy motherfuckers thought I had their cake and needed to. Oh my gosh, you just unlocked a memory. Because <laughs> that's not on my, that's not on my, um, it's not one of my favorites, so. I bet you think this song is so Anything much. before Velvet Rope is my, my ultimate Mm-hmm. Well, not anything. I don't like those first two albums before Control. I don't know what she was doing there. She was trying to figure herself we, out. We we don't we don't acknowledge them too. Child. I don't think a lot of people Janet acknowledge, don't acknowledge them. Fucking... We don't acknowledge. Child. I think her dad. Well, her dad. I'll rest his soul. God rest his soul. Shout out to Joe Jackson. Amen. Shout out to Joe. I mean, if it wasn't for you, there probably well there wouldn't be no Janet. But there'd be no Janet Jackson as we know her mm-hmm. because. If you hear in the documentary, he heard her voice and was like, you're going to be a singer. Nope. That's what you're doing. What she wanted to do? She wanted to go to what? She wanted to go to school and do what? Be a doctor? She shit? wanted to go to Pepperdine and do... I don't remember what she wanted to major in. Mm. But she wanted to go to college. Shit. He was like, fuck college. College. The only people going to college around here is Reby and LaToya. Because they don't <laughs> got nothing else going. All the rest of y'all? <laughs> y'all about to be on tour. <laughs> yeah, I'm fine. Yeah, shout out to friend of the show, Latoya and Ruby. That's yeah. crazy. Imagine <laughs> us not having Janet Jackson, the blueprint. Because she just wanted to go to college. Because she just wanted Can to go to college. Wow. How about this? Imagine the Janet we never got or the artist we never got because they went to college. Some other artist that oh, we will never yes. know about yeah, because they went to college instead. Yes. And became a doctor or something. Yeah. Mm. All right, then. Well, let's get into this episode. This William and Sharon <sighs> shit. Like, we're supposed to care about their relationship. And they're so awkward. Oh, my God. It seems like like high school kids or something. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, my God, we have se- we had sex, so now we're in love kind of shit. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? But this episode aired April 28th, 2003, written by Michael B. Kaplan. And it's my turn to do the cold open, so here I go. <laughs> so Maya and Joan, they're kiki in at work. Joan tells her about a guy that was looking down her blouse somewhere. I was going to say on the train, but they don't have that in there, LA, really. That's not a big thing. No, it's not New York. And she got a car. Yeah. I she got a car. But she gave him a weird look because he was doing that, and he thought it was flirting. And that's when Sharon walks up and starts giving them a hard time. Well, mainly Joan. I trust this story ends with the gentleman in question hiring you for legal representation. Otherwise, why would you be wasting time at work discussing it? <laughs> Actually, Miss Farley, I was just taking a moment out of my very busy and productive day to relate an amusing anecdote to uh, my assistant. Well, I can understand the desire to chat about personal matters for a few moments during a very busy day. I've done so myself. Thank you, Miss Farley. I've just never been bold enough to do it where a senior partner or a very important client can pass by and hear me cackling like a moron. Mm? That's kind of rude. Actually, that's super rude. Well, fuck that's you, Sharon. That's mad rude and disrespectful. Like, bitch, fuck you. That's not even professional. Right. 
she she want to go on and on about professionalism. Bitch, you the one that's fucking your um your employee. The fuck? Speak on it. Her subordinate, Her as subordinate. we will refer to him. But Sharon walks off, and right before she does, she says, well, I guess that's just one of the differences between us. And then she walks away. And Joan tells Maya, you know, the other difference between us is that I'm not a raging bitch. And that's when Maya's like, yeah, not today you aren't. And Joan's like, what are you talking about? I'm nothing like that woman. And Maya has like a little, um, I don't know what you call it, like a key that you, she writes down next to the, on the, the days of the calendar. Yeah, about B when for- Joan... <laughs> When Joan be trying it, it's like B for bitch, is it? Yeah. C for yeah. cute. You was looking cute that day. The outfit was given. C C's for cute. It's no, not. C's not for cute. C is for cunt. Joan thinks it is. I think C is for cunt. Oh. She didn't tell her that. She's like B for bitch, R B. I'm assuming raging bitch, and then oh. there's a C for when you're you know. And she's like from when I'm when I'm cute. And she's like yeah sure yeah yeah <laughs> yeah right. How does she distinguish between raising bitch, bitch, and cunt? Aren't they kind of like all the same thing? No. I don't think so. I think cunty is a little more different. Because I know cunt in the gay community is like, ooh, yes, cunt, cunt, Sassy. cunt, yes. Maybe there's something she's doing that's making it like on that level. Super sassy, like too sassy to where it's like, okay, today is a C day. Oh, okay. Like it's on 10. Some extra seasoning. Mm. Yeah. So when the episode starts proper, Sharon goes into William's office, which we haven't seen William's office in a long time because he hasn't really been with the firm. So it's good to see him back in his element. Mm -hmm. And she goes into his office not only to congratulate him for coming back, but also because she needs to break with him now. Especially now that he's working back at the firm, it's it's inappropriate for them, them to be, they're not officially dating, they're just fucking. But that's still, that's still. Having sexual relations. Yeah, but they're not breaking up like they're doing it weird. They're like speaking legalese. Couple of things. First off, I want to welcome you back to the firm. Thank you. It's good to be back. Secondly, I want to break up with you. I expected that you would. Well, I just don't think it would be prudent if we continued our romance now that we're working together. I concur. This is the best course of action. I'm glad you understand. Absolutely. I'm looking forward to working with you. And I you. <laughs> but then Sharon walks out. And she comes back into the office and she closes the door. She's like, why'd you let me leave like that? And he's like, oh, I thought that's what you wanted. And she's like, no, I want you. <laughs> she says it like away. that. <laughs> and then he jumps over his desk and picks her up and brings her down to the ground. And I guess they start fucking on the floor because that's when it ends. Oh, <laughs> they fucking in the law firm? In the office? Ooh. Back in the day, you could get away with a lot of stuff. I don't think they would let you close the door. Nah, they let you close the door. But it's up to you to be like, okay, there's a female employee in here. Mm-hmm. We should, like, crack the door a little bit. Or is it something where because she's the boss, they can have it closed? Right? We have to think about, I mean, like, at the end of the day, he's a man, she's a woman. You know how it is sometimes. Yeah. He and, still- and for his safety... Safety? He should be like, okay, I want to leave it cracked because... She could be like, yeah, um, I want him fired because he didn't do such and such brief or something. But the real thing is he wouldn't have sex with me. So, like, I want to demote him from whatever. I don't know. It's best to have the door cracked. I don't know. Bottom line. No, I don't know definitely. what I'm trying to say. No, yeah, I get it. I get it. Definitely. <laughs> they get the point. It's, it protects both of them. <laughs> but in this scene with Joan and William, I totally forgot that William broke up with Monica so for like the first part of the episode i'm like oh wait he's still having sex with sharon and they're talking about they're in a relationship mm-hmm. and no one's mentioning monica or him being scared of monica but he broke up with monica because she said to have sex with sharon but he's doing it anyway now which is <sighs> he could have just stayed with monica and had both girls Mm-mm-mm-mm. you played yourself william exactly you played yourself so they're filing briefs, uh, Joan and William, or motions or whatever fucking lawyer stuff they do. And Joan starts the conversation about Sharon by pointing out that she's been a real bitch to her. And William's, of course, saying, nah, nah, she good people. She real good people. She just a little weird, but she cool. And Joan's like, nah, it bothers me and it's unfair. 
This is a shriveled up, frustrated legal beagle who is jealous of my vitality and my keen fashion sense. Girl, no, that's right. Okay. I'm jealous of that. You be dressing. <laughs> to the nines. They really need to do like more shows where, or like pages devoted to the clothing of TV show characters that dress real cool so that people will know where to, like how to put the, the outfits together and where to get the stuff. Yeah, you know what I like that Amazon Prime does? And I think that other places need to do that too. Like, you know, when you watch an Amazon Prime and whatever actor is showing up on the screen, it'll show you what else they've been yeah. in. They <laughs> yes. should have something like that where you have a feature to turn on the clothes. Well, we can that see. would be amazing. I would love that for Girlfriends and Rosolian Isles. If you guys have ever seen Rosolian Isles, the way Mara Isles dresses, oh, she would go to them crime scenes stepping, stepping, stepping. She didn't care if there was a bloody crime scene. She would have the best outfit. She put on the gloves. <laughs> she was stunting on them, stunting on them. So I always used to look like for those clothes on Google, but you can't really find a good like click or lookbook or something like that. Yeah, there should be someone out there who's listening who can make a page for that. I just gave you your best idea. Okay. Cash app me. Cash app for, cash app because some of us don't want to have to screenshot it and then enter it into like yeah. Google Images or Shein or whatever. And sometimes the shit don't even be coming up, you know. And it's hard to describe it like exactly how you saw it. Yeah. So you're gonna be like, oh, episode five or season two, episode five, and then it shows all the clothes from that episode. That would be cool. So all my girlies out there who are into tech, get on it. In fashion. In fashion. This your time, girl. This is it. And you can work from home. Okay. Just watch it on Hulu. Put it all together on one page so mm-hmm. we can just click through. Mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm just scene saying. Scene by scene. You're welcome. Amen. But after Joan mentioned that Sharon's been hostile to her, William says, well, if she's hostile to you, it's because she wants to see the best in you. And she wants you to be successful. Man. I was like, what the fuck? And Joan's like, wait, time out. Why are you defending her? Exactly. What happened to the William that hated her? And also said that he would help me jump her in the parking lot. (laughs) Damn, that could still go down. Get the girls. Call the girls up. (laughs) Gang, gang. I mean, what's Tony and and Lynn doing? Fucking practicing the Lynn spin? (laughs) They ain't got shit else to do. Um... But he's trying, he said he's just trying to be fair um, about the whole situation. And Joan's like, wait, are you sleeping with her? And he doesn't really want to say nothing. He just looked down at his papers. He doesn't really acknowledge or answer the question. Oh, yes, he is. Yeah, I know he is. She's weird. He's weird. They're a weird match in heaven. Match made in heaven. Whatever. Uh-huh. And of course, Joan is appalled by this. And she's like, what do you see in her? what is it he says i happen to care a lot about her and she exudes power mm-hmm. that's what he likes he likes these Monica powerful women. exuded power too mm-hmm. he likes a cunty woman oh is is that how we're using that yeah i mean that's how you think that's how you think that's how maya's using it <laughs> no that ain't how maya using it but you know it has different meanings <laughs> It's like a cunt, okay. like a bitch, but then it's kind of like, ooh, this bitch is cunt. Yeah, she's given. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody out there feels me. <laughs> he loves powerful women. He loves women that kind of talk down to him and tell him what to do. Pretty much like his mom. Yes, it's his mom. And he likes women who who know what they're doing, who can lead, you know? Yeah, he just doesn't know how to do stuff on his own, almost like a little kid. He needs his hand held. Mm-hmm. And he tells Joan, you know, him and Sharon are nervous about people finding out that they're having sex. So he swears Joan to secrecy and she agrees. But she keeps going like, bleh, ugh, disgusting. <laughs> and he's like, oh, it's it's no picnic when I think of you and Ellis either. The fuck, the fuck are you talking about? Why are you? Why are you thinking of her, her and Ellis? Yeah, nasty. That's gross. <laughs> so he gets uh, he gets up, takes some of the uh, the files with him, and he continues to finish the project on his own. He walks out to his office, looking kind of exasperated. And because of that, Maya is like, "Oh shit, what went down? What happened?" 
and Joan doesn't want to tell her. And Maya tries to oppress her, but nah, she's not. She's not giving up the goods, as they say. Mm-hmm. And so Maya gets up and she does a little manipulation. She's like, oh my God. The rumors are true. Joan, they are firing you. No, no, they are not firing me. What rumors? And Maya's like, nah, can't talk about it. Because, you know, ugh, toss away the key, zip-lipped. She's like, I'm all a part of a give-and-take relationship, so can't tell you. And Joan says, how about I give you a pink slip? Okay. And you can take it down to the unemployment office. Okay. Ooh, let's go. Gang, gang. Let's go. I mean, I know y'all friends and shit, but, like, (laughs) if she gonna play you, you gotta play her. Right. So Maya gets mad. She's like, you know what? This gonna go down as a C-day. And Joan goes, oh, thanks, Maya. I really am working this skirt, huh? (laughs) She still thinks it means cute. So um, Lynn and Tony are at Salt. And what are they working on? What's their B story? Tony has take has take Lynn out to lunch and everything is on her. And she wants Lynn to teach her some moves in the bedroom so that the night that she gets married to Todd, she'll do something other than just sitting there and being a bad bitch. Yeah. <laughs> is that what you call it? <laughs> just laying there being a bad bitch. <laughs> That's what she was basically saying. I mean, you added the bad bitch part. I mean, that's what, what she, she said. Meant. You know what I'm saying? You got to put a little razzle dab on. She said, all I do is lay there. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> like, that's it? Like, for real, real? <laughs> uh, okay, sure. You know, sure. If Todd's cool with it, for now, fine. <laughs> I mean, hey, Todd is fine with what? it. He put a ring on it, so hey. Oh, you know what? True. He was ready to to do that forever mm-hmm. to make it a forever thing <laughs> but i love how um at the beginning before uh, she tells lynn what she wants her to do lynn's mad confused you want to have a threesome <laughs> why didn't you just ask me you didn't have to buy me lunch <laughs> i don't want a threesome lynn i want my wedding night to be extra special for todd so you want me to watch <laughs> No, Lynn, you will not be watching us. So Todd's gonna watch? And I'm like, ew, Lynn, you really fuck your friend? Lynn had a better eye to this. She was like, oh, yeah, cool, yeah. You know you didn't have to take me out to lunch. You could have just asked me. I would have been down. (laughs) Wow. Maybe she's just starved right now because she's with, um, Sabad and she'll take whatever. She's still with that nigga? What do I feel like that episode was like? Yeah, we haven't seen him, but he coming up. He coming back up in a little bit, so. Oh, God. We'll see him again. Um, but she's like, no, nah, I don't want a threesome. I want my my wedding night to be extra special for Todd. And she's like, oh, so you want me to watch? Oh. <laughs> what? And she's like, no. And she's like, oh, so he's going to be watching? What are we doing, Lynn? <laughs> Lynn nasty. <laughs> she's like, nah, I need some lessons. I want to learn the Lynn spin. Oh damn! What's the lens spin? Yeah, Who knows what the hell the lens spin is? You know how the girls be talking. Sure. You know how the girls be talking. I'm like, damn! Like you trying to do some tricks and stunts up in this, John? Some acrobat. You about to break a hip? <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh, Lynn's like, well, you know, the lens spin is a closely guarded secret. And then Tony offers her a hundred bucks, and she's like. Well, I can never keep a secret. <laughs> so game on, motherfuckers. We're gonna we're gonna teach you the lens spin, and we're gonna do it at Jones because she got snacks. So no, that nigga's always be at Jones' house when she's not there. Yeah, and they mentioned yeah we can we can teach you before she gets home from work. Y'all just be doing that and eating her snacks while she and ain't eating there. up all her motherfucking food. <laughs> I don't know any other arrangement like this in a friend circle on TV in real life or anything. Me neither. No, I'm lying. There was something like that when I was in junior high. One of my friends had a key to her friend, her other friend's house. Like, and she would just be chilling there. Yeah, there was something like that. That was the one time. Whenever she felt like it? No. Wait, wait, junior high? What about the parents? Oh, her parent was a, her mom was a flight attendant. So she was never home? Yeah. (laughs) 
Yo, that's some white shit. That's some One Tree Hill. That's some One Tree Hill shit. No, because on One Tree Hill, all the parents are off traveling in, in Europe or they're off doing their business somewhere across the nation. And the kid is just there and they go to school and everything. Yeah. And they come in every now and then just to peep in and be like, hey, I'm here for a week and then I'm about to go back out again. One of the girls um, dad uh, works on like cargo ships. So he's never home. But I'm always impressed by the fact that they still go to school. Yeah. <laughs> they still get up on time and they still follow through with their studies because ain't nobody there to tell me to go. Sure. I might not go. That perfect attendance. That's what I said. That's some white shit. So anyway, um, <laughs> shout out to your friend, though. I'm not hating. I'm just saying. Right. So that was that was the only time where I've ever seen anything similar to that ever. And I think that was just a particular situation. But yeah, grown people, I don't know. And then you're eating up all her food, purr. Like, y'all not replacing it? And they be bringing dudes that were over there when she's not home. Yeah, like, you be, bringing, you be fucking on this girl couch? All them fluids? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, uh-uh. That's a weird arrangement. Mm-hmm. Mm. But uh, next scene, Sharon comes into Joan's office and rips her a new one. Because she's reading the motion on the Cisco case, whatever that is. Thom, 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 thom. <laughs> <laughs> i was like why they gonna call it that remember when niggas used to sing even if it was about thongs niggas just yeah even about thongs dang (laughs) we can't even get nobody singing about thongs with passion that's what i'm saying everybody whispering you don't need to whisper about thongs the weekend out here just whispering whispering (laughs) whispering child Mm. Ah, those were the days. So, and she said it seemed like it was written by a first-year law student. And she says, take a look at my notes. They're in red. And when I ran out of red pen, I finished off in blue. And that's when Joan was like, bitch, you've been mean to me. Why you mean? You, you just mean. Seriously. Do you think it's mean of me to expect excellence from you? No, but I... Do you think it's mean of me to feel frustration when another African-American lawyer turns in subpar work? I think calling my work subpar... Surely I don't have to explain to you that when there are only three African-American lawyers in a law firm, the work that one does reflects on the other two. And frankly, Joan, I'm tired of you making me look bad. And what is the perception in the office when the rest of your colleagues find out that one of the only African-American women is sleeping with the only African-American man. Bitch. Girl, you cunty. <laughs> they just That's don't a, think... You oh, know what? Etsy, like this goes down as a C-day. I'm going to write it down right now. This is a C-day for you. <laughs> What's the perception that that is giving off? They just thinking, oh, these niggas just like to fuck. They just like to fuck. <laughs> yeah. So is there a kernel of truth to what Sharon's saying about the whole one black person does one thing and then it reflects on the other as far as work? I mean, I do think there is because that's just what it is with black people, with any type of oppressed group of people when you are in any work setting or social setting. But it's like, what does that have to do with you being mean to her, though? (laughs) Like, I don't think that just because... That's true. That means that you got to be an asshole. But they're doing it because, you know, black people just talk that way. Mm-hmm. They just. Yeah. They they do it under the guise of like, I'm trying to make you better. Like, I'm going to call you stupid mm. because I want you to I want you to take this seriously. And I want to show you that I think you can do better. And I want to ignite that fire in you. That's going to make you tell me that you're not stupid. Mm. You know, I guess. Which is kind of oppression within oppression yeah it's that, the like, oppression oppression inception uh, abuse disguised as some type of tough love like i'm trying to get you yeah. ready for the world like can you calm down yeah because that just <laughs> makes you hate each other right. and that's not a good look either <laughs> uh sharon walks out of the office and she's like after she says that she thinks she dropped the mic she's like let me let me strut out of here but joan says huh well, at least I'm not sleeping with my subordinate. Gang, gang. Mm-mm. C-day. <laughs> and Joan, like, immediately regrets saying that. She's like, oh, my God. She's like, I didn't mean to say that out loud. 
But of course, Sharon heard it. And now she knows that Joan knows. Mm. And she looks mad, embarrassed and shocked, as she should. Mm hmm. You see Sharon become human. You see her look human Mm -hmm. and actually be scared of something. She's freaked out. Mm -hmm. And so um, Sharon can't say anything. She just storms out of Joan's office, leaving Maya to come back in and be like, damn, Sharon look real upset coming out your office. You want to tell me what happened? And Joan's like, no, I can't talk to you about this right now. I got to go talk to William. And the whole episode, Maya's trying to figure out what's going on in the firm why people keep storming out of Joan's office. And she's like, okay, so the thing involves you and, and William and Sharon, huh? Hmm. And she thinks it's some kind of uprising because it's all the black people keep coming out of her office. So they mm. think it's about to be some kind of protest. It's a revolution. Yeah. I mean, we would need to clue Maya in on that. So if they're not telling you, right. Maya, it's probably not what you think about it is. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we would definitely include you in on that if that was the case. But they get to um, William's office and Joan gets there first to talk to him. I don't know how she got there before Sharon, because Sharon left first. Right. But sure, sure. And Joan goes in and she's like, William, something happened, something that I wish hadn't happened and that I would give anything to make unhappen, but it happened. Joan? Look, have you ever said something and then the second later you wish you could just suck the words right back into your mouth? Right now I'm regretting a few seconds ago when I said, sure, Joan, what is it? You know that shit she always do. Mm-hmm. Dancing around. Yeah, well, she did the same thing with um, what she told Greg about Clay Spencer. And she was telling the girls, what if I said something that you can't take back, but you wish you could take back? And yada, yada. I was like, girl, would you just spill the beans? Yeah, bitch, use your words. Jeez, aren't you a fucking lawyer, bro? Spill that shit. Oh, yeah, you're a lawyer. The fuck? You niggas talk and argue for a living. I know you know how to talk. Can you imagine her (laughs) in, like, a a court setting telling, um, the judge or something? So, judge, have you ever said something that you wish you could take back, (laughs) but you... Take back, but didn't? But then it's like, you still already (laughs) said it? (laughs) Bruh. Um... But she says that, and William's really annoyed that she won't get the words out. And Sharon comes in and sees Joan there, and her face falls. You know, it's funny. Sharon never questions whether William and Joan are together or in some kind of entanglement. Yes, in some type of situation. I thought that was very interesting, yeah. too. She just trusts that they're friends, and that's it, which I don't know if that would be realistic, because they're always together, and they share a lot of secrets. Yeah. Um, I think that for me, it wouldn't be realistic, but in the girlfriend's Maya Brock Akil universe, I think that it would be because she, I think she get a sense if she sensed that type of relationship between them. Like, I think you can kind of feel it if it's past platonic. Did Monica ever think that? Did Monica ever accuse? I think she might have accused Maya and Maya was like, nah, I don't want him. Something like that, yeah. Something like that. Yeah. So, um, Joan tries to leave when she sees Sharon in there. She's like, Sharon's like, nah, don't leave now. You may as well stay in here what I have to say, because it'll save William the trouble of telling you five minutes after I leave. And Sharon confronts him about running his mouth to Joan. She feels betrayed. He says, I didn't tell Joan, she just guessed. I'm like, you should have just lied. Just because she guessed it right, don't mean you had to own up to right. it. Sharon's acting really unhinged. Very strange. What do you think about the way she was acting? She's she's falling apart at this. Because she knows how crazy it looks. That's why if it would have got out. She knows how crazy it looks. But it hasn't really look. yet. No, not yet. But previously it was between just her and William. Then it's between her, William, and Joan. Next thing you know, Maya gonna find out. And then it's a wrap. Yeah, if you tell Maya it's a wrap, you may as well put it up on, on Twitter or some shit. You tell Maya, you tell the world. Mm-hmm. You know? But I also think Sharon loves having this thing above Joan. This this kind of one-up thing that she can look down on Joan about. Mm-hmm. But now that Joan has some shit on her, yes. it's like that power is gone. Yeah. So I think that's part of the reason. But she is acting... I mean, it's a terrible thing to have happened, but she's still over exaggerating i don't know she definitely is but that's in line with her character you know she is a weirdo yes when sharon walks out 
and uh, William kicks Joan out of his office. He does not want to see her trifling face. <laughs> so later on, Joan sees uh, Sharon walk in like in front of her office. I don't know if it's the halls. You call it the halls, but she invites uh, Sharon in to talk about the whole thing. What's really weird about this scene is there's a whole congregation of white people at Maya's desk. Did you see this? I peeped that and I was like, why are these niggas over there? Why the white niggas over there? Maya know the white people at that place? That's what I'm saying. I didn't even know she was they cool with white niggas like that. The fuck? Yeah. And they wasn't really doing nothing. It wasn't like they were trying to get some copies or get some shit printed out. They, they was, was kind of hanging out. Can't. Yeah. Unless unless Maya felt so betrayed by Joan not giving her no info. She's like, you know yeah, what? Yeah, so she... she I'm going to make some white friends. She wanted to get the white tea. <laughs> Yeah, white people will be like, "Yeah, I have nothing else to do. Let's talk." Well, they won't be friends, friends with you, but they will be like, "Let's chat here and there at work." Yeah, Let, we they can like do that. that small talk. Right, right. So uh, they go into the office. They talk about it, and Joan says, "You know, Sharon, I'm sorry about the, how this went down. It was completely out of line. And if you're gonna be mad at someone, it's gonna have to be me, not William." And she says, "We have very few secrets. That's how our relationship is, and I violated that." Mm. Mm-mm. damn see that sounds like mm, that's a, little a little more yeah. than that's our relationship we have very little secrets mm, big purr and sharon's like oh yeah i get it well huh sure <laughs> couldn't be me in the girlfriend's universe you know yes it works here in the girlfriend's <laughs> universe but uh joan pleads for her not to break up with william and sharon storms out of her office again uh, without really saying anything, leaving Maya to wonder what the fuck just happened. Mm-hmm. And that's when Maya has a second theory of what's going on. She thinks it's an office romance, which she's right. Yes. But that's there's no more information that Joan's given out to let her know who the office romance is between. Mm-hmm. So Maya has her own uh, her own theory. Maya, I, I can't tell you anymore. Oh, what do you mean? Like the fact that you're a lesbian? <laughs> <laughs> Maya, you know I'm not a lesbian. I know, I know that. But if you don't give me the whole story, Joan, I'm just gonna have to spread around what I got. A lulalala lesbian? A <laughs> With Sharon? Nah. Sure. Nah. Joan will not touch Sharon with a 10-foot pole. She is not fucking with her. Mm-mm. Nah, if that was the case, it wouldn't be Sharon. I, I guarantee. <laughs> Sharon's a lot. She, she is so Sharon's annoying. terrible. <laughs> uh-uh. But Joan's like, you know I'm not a lesbian. And she's like, I know that. But if you don't give me the whole story, I'm just going to have to spread around what I got. That's dirty, Maya. Right. Maya, if you don't sit down. I'd be like, you know what? You're not going to be invited over my house anymore since you want to use my house for everything. How about that? And eat up all my food. How about that? Mm-hmm. Well, speaking of Joan's house, can we see, uh, was it Lynn and Tony? Mm. trying to learn the lens spin mm-hmm. what'd you think of this scene <laughs> um that shit was hilarious i was like and then tony comes out and she's like oh my god and she just looks like my neck my back my neck and my back that's how oh you i thought you were singing kaya oh. <laughs> that too that's a good song for the lens spin mm-hmm. when you're doing the rehearsals it is it is but I was like trying to figure out what it could be because Tony comes out and she's grabbing her her lower back. Yeah. And I'm like, well, well, what do you use it for? Like, what? How do you hurt your lower the back doing the lens spin? spin? I'm thinking she's on top, and then she spins around really quickly, or what? Well, when Lynn was counting, she was like one and two and three and four and spin and spin. So I'm like, what's one and two and three and four? We know the spin part, but what's the other numbers? I don't know. Huh. A fun fact? We never know. We never, we never know. Find out. We never find out. You know what? Next time we have a guest, I'm going to be like, do you think you can uh, describe <laughs> the Lynn spin? What do you think it is? <laughs> right. And see what someone else says. Let's see what y'all think. But yeah, we hear the counting from the room. They come out. Tony is over it because she's starting to get back cramps. You should probably stretch prior to this. Yes. Yes. I mean, a lot of sexual activity because sometimes you got to get limber. Yes. Before any type of (laughs) physical activity, you guys need to stretch. Okay. Mm -hmm. Before and after stretch. You don't want to pull a muscle and never be able to spin again. Mm -hmm. 
But um, Lynn gets mad and goes, damn it, let's take five. I need a snack. And Tony's losing confidence. And she says, what if we never get it? Have you ever heard of that saying, show me a beautiful woman, I'll show you a guy who's tired of sleeping with her? Yeah. But instead of the word sleeping with, I heard it with the word. I don't want to be that beautiful woman. And I don't want Todd to be that guy who's tired of sleeping with me. And Lynn says, well, your wedding's going to be special because the two of you are together as husband and wife. That's all you really need. But Tony has a big fear of Todd getting tired of sleeping with her because she just does all the same stuff all the time in bed. In the past, she'd never stayed with guys long enough for them to get tired of the same old shit. Mm. Even Greg, he was a starving artist and she ain't know if he was with her for the the sex or the food. The free food no. and places. I'm pretty sure it was the food. <laughs> And the shelter. Greg was a hobosexual. That's what the, the they call it. He surely was. Yeah, hobosexual. A lot of niggas are hobosexuals out here. Stay woke, ladies. Stay woke. <laughs> <laughs> so they keep talking a little more about, you know, some interesting things that she can do in the bedroom to spice it up. They mentioned food. Once I dated this English guy, and for Boxing Day, I let him eat Yorkshire pudding off my ass. <laughs> And it was both sexy and festive. I'm like, oh yeah, some Hershey's chocolate, some Cool Whip. Cool Whip. Yeah, be careful not to give yourself an infection. All, all, all them sweets. Oh, it ain't going and, um, up there. It ain't going up. No, I know how y'all like shoot. to get a little it's... freaky deaky. All them sweets and shit. <laughs> Listen, if you're doing, if you if you putting the chocolate and the whipped cream up there, shit, I don't know what to tell you because. <laughs> ain't nothing that desperate ain't nothing ain't even gonna get that desperate just put it on the on the skin the surface don't put it inside you no buttholes nothing like that (laughs) let me let me stop somebody's listening right now going damn i did it it's fine listen (laughs) that means you got good (laughs) i put the whipped cream right up there all up in that crack oh shit yo none of that's going in that's sick I feel like people be listening to us when they eat their breakfast and we can't be saying shit <laughs> Gotta like that. Gotta eat the booty like groceries. Ooh. Hey, now if you're going to put that in, I might I might leave it in. Ooh. See, that's, that brings the term full circle. Eat the booty like groceries. Ow. And risk infection. <laughs> so Lynn encourages her to get back in there and spin, spin, spin. And Lynn says, if you don't get it, we can always fall back on that whole threesome thing. And Tony's like, nah, I'll learn to cook before I need to do that. Damn, like, <laughs> Lynn trying to get in them panties. I'm like, Lynn, can you calm down? <laughs> She's starving. That girl's starving. Damn, jeez. So next, William comes into Joan's office. He comes in hot. Coming in hot. hot comes hot, in hot. Hot, hot. He ready to curse her ass out. What in the hell did you do now? I'm guessing something bad. Don't get flipped with me. Sharon forgave me. She takes me back. All because of some little chat she had with you. How could you have screwed this up? I'm confused. Just a few hours ago, you were upset because she broke up with you. Hmm. Well, I thought about it. I realized it's for the best. He don't want a relationship with his boss. And he said that was perfect until Joan had to go and mess things up. Now, you should have gave Joan a heads up so she wouldn't just know this off the top. I mean, y'all are friends, but y'all are not that close. Mm-hmm. But Joan's like, I can go fix it. I can talk to her again. And he's like, no, don't do that. Don't talk to her. Don't do anything. And she's like, okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> and he says, I'm tired of hearing you say sorry. He's like, stop apologizing. Don't ever say it again. And she goes, okay, I'm sorry. Serena Williams. <laughs> and he's like, that don't even make sense. And then he storms out of Joan's office again. I think this is the, the third or fourth time one of them has stormed out. Of course, Maya walks in again after seeing another black person has stormed out of her office and says, OK, nobody bought the lesbian story. <laughs> but you may be getting a call from that big bone sister down at the snack shop. <laughs> really, Maya? You can't just tell her that ain't going to work. And how'd she have Joan's number? Um, old girl gave it to her. Maya gave it to her. Yeah, Maya, but I'm saying, you supposed to be a friend? Oh. You supposed to be a friend? You handing out my number to women like that? She's setting her up, chill. So later, uh, Joan sees Sharon at Salt, and Sharon's already sitting down, and it's so funny. You ever go somewhere and see somebody you don't want to see? Yes. And you're like, you have to think about, should I turn around? Yes. 
That has happened to me quite a few times. And then they yes, see you. Yes, and I'm like, I can't. And then it's mad I, Yeah, then they see you and you're like, shit. <laughs> Fuck. And now I got to go in and I got to interact with this person. Mm-hmm. <sighs> and then, so this is what happens in this scene. And Sharon sees Joan and goes, oh, Joan. Hey, take a seat. And Joan's like, no, I'm just going to get some food and get back. She's like, sit. All right, damn, okay. So she tells uh, Joan that her and William are back together. And Sharon's like, I envy the relationship you have with him. You can confide in each other and tell each other everything. And honestly, Sharon, I think you're putting too much weight on this relationship. It's William. <laughs> it's William. It's, it's never going to be that. And all y'all do is fuck. He's not going to be your boyfriend. He's not boyfriend material. Mm-hmm. It's obvious. Mm-hmm. But she's really, she's really falling for this guy. And Sharon talks about that she don't got very many close friends. People don't like her. <gasps> Shocker. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Captain Obvious. I used to tell myself it was because I was a driven career woman. But actually, people just don't like me, Joan. People like you, I, I, I would imagine. <laughs> and I blew it with you. We could have been friends, Joan. We actually have a lot in common. But I've been a total bitch to you. No, not a total bitch. (laughs) So we could still be friends? Yeah. So she asked Joan if if they could be friends, and Joan is a dumbass, so she says yes. (laughs) I think Joan doesn't really have a choice, because that's her boss. She pressured her. Yeah, so it's like, do I really have a choice if I want to say yes or no? Like, of course I'm going to have to say yes, even though I want it to be a no. Like, yeah, girl, sure. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> My God, yes, of course. You know, when, you, when your voice get mad high-pitched. Yeah, yeah, girl. And you got to have a smile on your face when you say it so they don't read anything else behind exactly. it. Exactly. Like, and so um, she goes, great. And so you know William better than anyone. Do you think that he has a future in this relationship with me? No. And Joan's like, well, Miss Farley, Miss Farley. And she's like, no, no, call me Sharon. And Joan's like, oh, okay. She's brainwashed. She's acting like this is a privilege. Like, stop. Ridiculous. You're like dancing with the devil. (laughs) And she's like, I put my heart on the line. And she starts to cry. It's really weird. It's in public. She like leans on Joan's shoulder. Joan don't know what the fuck to do. And next we're at the workplace again. And Sharon, or Joan told Sharon that she didn't see a future with her and William. And so Sharon goes to confront him about it. And if you thought we had no future together, I'd like to know what the hell you thought you were doing tricking me along! Sharon, we were two scared, lonely souls groping in the darkness. I didn't mean to lead you on. No. You men never do. Well, that's all behind us now, isn't it, Counselor? I'd like you to proof these briefs. Sharon, this is work for a paralegal or a secretary. And now it's work for you! And it's Ms. Farley. <laughs> so he can't go to lunch. And uh, she instead goes to lunch with Joan. And Joan's super, like, excited about this. She's being a brown noser. Very much so. And they head on out to lunch talking about some, like, decor patterns and shit. They're, like, best friends now. I guess that could work to her favor. It definitely it's can. It's a good thing. I don't know how long it's sustainable, though. Yeah, you got to sit there and listen to her, like, problems and shit and pretend to be interested. I don't like fake friendships for that reason. Mm-hmm. And pretend to actually care. Like, girl. Yeah. Oh, that takes a lot of effort. But um, the final, final scene, Lynn and Tony are at salt. Yeah, so Tony is just like, girl, listen... I don't think this whole doing tricks and shit is for me. And Lynn is like, Lynn is like, so what you finna do? And then Tony says she thinks she's gonna do the same thing except add a little Tony something. Uh, the, what is it? Tender Tony Roney. Tender Tony Roney. <laughs> and then she's like, oh, what's that? And then <laughs> Tony goes, the same thing except I'm just gonna be awake this time. Like, <laughs> I'm like, damn, girl, what's going on with your sex life? What you got going? You can't stay awake? (laughs) How the fuck you can sleep and have a dick inside of you? That's mad weird. (laughs) Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. I love how you said it so seriously. Like, I really want to answer this shit. (laughs) 
and not just a dick in you, but like moving back and forth. Whoa. You know what? That don't even sound like that's not like rape, real talk. I mean, I'm not gonna hold you. I no cap, no when tea. she first she first said it, I said I said bitch, mm, this is some early 2000s shit because yeah, it's a little wonky. Cause uh, I mean, I know different strokes hmm. for different folks. I mean, we ain't we ain't condoning rape around here. No, 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 that ain't no, a stroke. No, no, no. I'm saying some people. <laughs> I, some people like some weird shit. I don't know. Or like some people consent to like if I'm sleep, still do still it. do it. Yeah, I, I don't. Okay. Okay. Girl. Yeah. Okay. Oh no. It just sound. It just sound bad on paper. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and on audio, it's not <laughs> And that is the end of the episode. And next is you guys' favorite part of the episode, the oh hell yes moment. So Etsy, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. could you find an oh hell yes moment in this episode? My oh hell yes, it's it's, it's actually. A hell yes. It's not an oh hell yes. It would have been an oh hell yes Damn, if she would have really gave it to her. Shit? Yeah. You know. There's like a yes and there's like a yes bitch and there's like a yes bitch fuck it up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So. <laughs> okay. Well hopefully that didn't peak. That way we can uh, have our listeners know exactly the levels of yesness. Go ahead. So the, the hell yes moment is when Joan claps back at Sharon and she goes at least I'm not sleeping with my subordinate see that was a hell yes moment but a all hell yes is if she wouldn't have apologized and she would have said it with her motherfucking chest and said yeah I know I see what you did there you know that's my oh hell yes moment too and it was an oh hell yes for me I ain't separated but I like how you explain mm-hmm. that cause don't take back what you said cause it is it's the truth you know <laughs> she should have yeah with your whole damn chest Mm -hmm. you said what you said so yeah that's my oh hell yes moment too well that is the end of our episode if you guys want to hit us up on the twitter it is at hell yes girl we're always chatting and retweeting girlfriends posts so if you say something interesting we will retweet it so that um all the rest of the followers can comment on it we've had some pretty good stuff some good topics that have come up Mm mm-hmm and also, head on over to Apple Podcasts to rate, review, and subscribe. I see that we had a new five-star rating, but the person didn't leave a comment. But thank you anyway Amen. for the five-star review. We'll take it. Sometimes five stars is all you need to say. Okay. So you don't need a comment. You already said what you had to say. <laughs> With your whole chest. Um, <laughs> but yes, thank you. And next week's episode is called blood is thicker than liquor Mm. so we'll be talking about that one i don't remember what that one's about but cool title so i'm expecting some alcohol and maybe some family shit that happens too Mm. Mm -mm. Mm -hmm. so uh join us on uh next week for that one when we talk about it and until then i am nettie smith and i am at zero and we will check back in with you next week Bye. bye